Greetings, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades. Happy Friday. Today, we'll be discussing insurrection. Fake insurrection, real insurrection. I'm going to suggest at the top of this show that what real insurrection looks like is leftist politicians, one-party leftist politicians, who run the criminal investigations of terrorist acts, standing down on assassination attempts against political operatives, if we consider Supreme Court justices political operatives. They're not supposed to be, but they are. When that same uniparty, the, the far left in this country, the insurrectionists, does not give sanction to an expected bit of legislation, or in this case, Supreme Court decision. What we're talking about here today is Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, the case that is being, by all appearances, delayed in its release, its, its opinion, leaked about seven weeks, six and a half weeks ago, and the leak insinuated strongly a 5-4 overturn of Roe versus Wade. The left in this country has, over the last five years, threatened very direct violence, and I'm not talking about just crazy blue-haired uh, gays and freaks in the street. I'm talking about Chuck Schumer, right? basically the, the Senate leader of the left, I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi. They have threatened violence, and now violence has been attempted against Justice Kavanaugh. This happened um, three days ago. A California man who said he was angry that the U.S. Supreme Court may soon overturn Roe v. Wade has been charged with threatening to murder Justice Brett Kavanaugh outside his Maryland home early Wednesday morning. Heavy reports, court records, identified the man as Nicholas John Roski, 26, of Simi Valley, California. I'm not surprised. Roski was arrested around 1.50 a.m. Wednesday morning near Kavanaugh's home. According to authorities, police said he was armed with a pistol, knife, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, and a crowbar, according to USA Today. I'm reading... all of those to get the job done. He was was serious. That's the point. He was serious, right? So this is, in some articles, appearing as an assassination attempt that it was already underway. These are elements that have to be proven in a court. And in other softer articles, they're saying an assassination threat or plan. It, It should be, if you have a good prosecutor here... Uh, should go on the record as an attempt underway. He, he was, it looks like he'd driven to the site, allegedly. I, all of this is still inchoate, the fact-gathering. This guy's got a long road to hoe, but it looks like an attempt. He allegedly threatened to kill Kavanaugh because he was upset that the justice may overturn Roe this summer and allow states to protect unborn babies from abortion, again, according to a criminal complaint. Now, my friend at... Uh, my friend uh, John Hershauer at the American Conservative. I nearly said National Review. He's, he's moved around a bit. He reports California man threatens to kill Brett Kavanaugh, so he calls it a threat too. He, uh, the man told police that he intended to give the just, uh, to kill the justice to give his life purpose. Now, I, I've, I've sourced this, and of course, a lot of you have heard about this threat in as attenuated, hushed, whispered, dressed-down tones as ever could be imaginable when what's underway in this godless country is a full-scaled attempt by leftists, and I mean admonished by their leftist leaders in the Senate and the House, to either silence alter the opinion ex-ante beforehand, or kill, threaten to kill and and, uh, effectuate an assassination on a Supreme Court justice prior to the rendering of an opinion. The opinion, of course, will overturn Roe versus Wade, which would give abortion back to the states. It would make abortion de facto illegal in about half the states in this country. And because this is not a republic, because this is a continent-sized mutt of a nation, a continent, North America. 
that still is, is home to Christian denizens, roughly half of us. Yes, I'm going to sound a little ecumenical on today's show. Roughly half of us are, are Christians, Catholics and Protestants mainly, who love the Lord and generally speaking with all of our meaningful religious differences that I'm usually talking about, politically still good Christians that want something approaching Christendom, right? Want establishment of Christianity in the red states, which was unjustly taken from us by this Leviathan big nanny state leftist government. Half, the other half, is Luciferian. The other half is openly Marxist in this case. You know, Marxism, as we learned in 1917-1918 expressly, I think Kaiser Wilhelm II was told Marxism will be the tool of masonry in the 20th century and evidently somewhat into the 21st century. So it's half-half. This is a continent, not, not a republic. It's too damn big to survive. And it's, it's like half of us are basically good guys. Half of us are outright Luciferians. Not us, but, but them. And what's called an insurrection in the mainstream media from, of course, January the 6th is nothing more than a few goofballs running amok who deserve maybe a fine of $25. In, 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 some, in most of the cases I've read, I'd slap them with a fine of $25. And uh, probably then revoke it. And what's not called insurrection is this violent abortionist smegma. Let me read to you. Uh, let me read to you what Chuck Schumer said recently, semi recently, in March. This is a Washington Post article. I was reading out of a Life News article before. Now I'm reading out of a Washington Post op-ed. In March 2020, as the Supreme Court was hearing arguments in a case about a Louisiana abortion law, Senator Charles E. Schumer, Democrat in New York, spoke to a rally on the steps of the Supreme Court and bellowed. Direct quote here. I want to tell you Gorsuch. I want to tell you Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Now, they're always talking about Roe versus Wade. I'll continue on a little bit. This is a non-direct quote. This comes from the post-op-ed. His remarks, specifically naming Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, drew immediate condemnation, and not just from Republicans. American Bar Association President... Judy Perry Martinez declared she was deeply troubled by Schumer's threatening two sitting justices of the U.S. Supreme Court over their upcoming votes in a pending case. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, this is a, a, a waste of space, an empty suit, and, and a, a turncoat in the full sense of the term. Roberts issued a rare rebuke declaring that threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. You're a moron. You don't have to say this is dangerous. To threaten the Supreme Court, look, if you, uh, uh, justice, that's dangerous? No, it's, it's four shades beyond dangerous. That's like saying, yeah, uh, this assailant came up behind my wife and held a knife to her throat. That, it's like saying, that's, that's not just rude, that's dangerous. <laughs> that's this, this moron. Chief Justice Roberts said that it's dangerous. It's beyond dangerous. It's a threat. Why was Chuck Schumer, and I, I have the answer here. I have the answer. Why was Chuck Schumer not thrown in prison for that remark? Why was he not dragged before a senatorial commission the way January 6th people are for running around and being silly inside a Capitol building? Now, here's, there's an answer. There's a good answer. You guys all think there's not a good answer. You know, all of you Republicans who are going to have on your gravestone, Ooh, what if the shoe was on the other foot? Or how would, it like it? how would they like it if we did this in reverse? Whatever you guys always say, there are, there are memes aplenty to describe how silly you are when you say that. Well, there's a damn fine reason why they get away with it. It's because the enemy runs the show. What are they going to do? And they win. What are they going to do? 
not make threats. George Soros emplaced dozens of the DAs in this country, which is why two summers ago, Black Lives Matter terrorists, many of them were not even charged, were not even fined. They burned stores down. They're hitting people in the head with sticks, and they were let go by the scores. Okay? The system is called anarcho-tyranny. Other people have called this, well, uh, there, are, there are several good names for anarcho-tyranny. Okay, there, I've, I've heard some, some new ones uh, that, that come close to it. And I, there's, there's one that's associated with the so-called alt-right. And I, I like the term better. I'm going to refrain from using it because uh, I'm not sure it might have some possible connotation. And then people will say, oh, Gordon, Gordon said this. But let's just call it anarcho-tyranny right now. There are several better, I think, more accurate terms for it. But so the point is the outcry at Schumer a little over two years ago when he threatened, he issued a public threat against two Supreme Court justices in order to affect the outcome. It was an outcome-based threat that this leading public official made and it's supposed to be exciting that Chief Justice Roberts says, that's not only a little rude, that's uh, inappropriate. It's more than inappropriate. <laughs> it's, it's dangerous. It's unprofessional. All right, now we've got attem- assassination attempts on their lives. And he should be hauled. Uh, it, look, if we lived in a republic... Or one of the other two good forms of government, a, a, a non-tyrannical monarchy or a non-oligarchical aristocracy, then he would be hauled, kicking and screaming, before a commission, thrown in prison, locked up with the key thrown away. But we don't live in that, all right? I've been telling you for quite some time, we don't live in anything approaching that kind of system. We live under a system that has the 14th Amendment, that destroys subsidiarity, that is tyrannical. What can you do about it? I've been telling you, my friends, no one else has anything reasonable to say or actionable to say. Reasonable or actionable. I want to tell you right now, go to realestateforlife.org and get yourself to the broad, blood-red swath of states between Texas and Florida. And, and I've, been, I've been pushing them hard and people have actually been listening. They can't believe with the moderate size of this channel that I help Real Estate for Life uh, make more movement than much bigger channels. It's because you know that I did it. You know it's consistent with my first book, my magnum opus, Catholic Republic. You know I believe in balkanization. People know I put my money where my mouth is. And you know I'm the only one that has a a theory consistent enough, sufficiently consistent to solve the actual problem. Now, cucks and cuck-servatives will say, don't run from a fight just because they want to stay in New York or California. How ironic. You stay there not to fight. You stay there for business as usual. Also, what you're trying to do directly or indirectly, is make me say the quiet part out loud. Getting to a red state has multiple steps. Getting here is just one step. I'm not going to say the loud part quiet or at all. The quiet part loud. I'm not going to say the quiet part at all. The quiet part is get to a red state. Yeah, for the immediate health of your family. Your kids won't be around pedos if you take them to the library. They won't have to step over filthy, filthy needles and bums in the street. They won't be stepping over porn in the gutter like you're walking through Las Vegas. You know, they won't have crazy neighbors with, with, with rainbow flags for homos or anti-Trump flags or BLM flags for racists. Yes, that's great. But go to realestateforlife.org and get the hell out of your blue state and get to a red state because for the long term, it's ironic to be accused of 
avoiding a fight by leaving for a red state. The first step in the immediate future is just, hey, you know you're, you're improving your family's life with 100% certitude. I went from one of the most expensive states, which are always the liberal states, and dangerous, and immoral, and ugly. And ugly. California is ugly. It's a big, ugly desert. Two, one of the cheapest states in the union. So that, that's all, there are all these fiscally sound reasons to get the hell out of your blue state, but that's not the most principled reason. The most principled reason is because there is a fight coming. Did you not know? Did you really not know? Well, Americans are ignorant of government. They're ignorant constitutionally. They're ignorant philosophically and theologically, and they're ignorant of their own history. They're ignorant about the meaning of 1776. I don't know the date or the time, but there is a fight coming, and do you want to be behind enemy lines when the fight breaks out, or do you want to be with the good people? I don't know if it's coming in a year, five years, eight years, but you need to be set up. You need to be around good neighbor. I can go to any of my neighbors, and I barely, I barely talk to them with regularity, but all of them are trustworthy, Christian, wish they were Catholic, Christians who I can borrow a cup of flour from, and I can make a joke about how crummy the country has become and how gay and transsexual and feminist it's become, and no one's going to raise an eyebrow. Okay, go to realestateforlife.org. Maybe now you get it. Say the loud part loud and the quiet part quiet, and the part that needs to be mute needs to be mute until it no longer needs to be. There are multifarious reasons to get to a red state. I'm not going to talk about step three or step four. Everyone needs to get here first, and the plan doesn't really work unless everyone does. Good people, Christians. We don't want cowards who just come for the low prices, but that's a sweetener. If you stay in the blue state, here's what you, uh, this, was, this was really gratifying. Here's what you will be living next to. Someone that makes this kind of tweet. Simon Gwynn, who's got a Ukraine flag in his avi. What does that tell you? This scumbag's got a Ukraine flag. The center of the New World Order, Ukraine, run by an absolute piece of filth. Pro-homosexual, pro-transgender, pro-abortion, piece of filth. And this guy's got the gall to have a Ukraine flag in his avi. I know a lot of you see that a lot. I'm, I'm, um, I'm being ironical. Interesting, this Simon Gwynn says, interesting real-life trolley problem in America now. A trolley problem is an ethical dilemma from analytic philosophy, wherein supposedly a moral conundrum is instantiated by a simple switch being thrown in a track, which allegedly flushes out a moral conundrum that's hard to solve. He's saying this is a trolley problem. If you had the chance, he says, to kill Clarence Thomas, if you had the chance to kill Clarence Thomas, one of the best men in America, and Samuel Alito, one of the other best men in America, the two oldest right-wing Supreme Court judges, they're not judges, they're justices, you dipshit. (laughs) Should you do it while Biden can get his nominees to replace them confirmed? Follow-up tweet. It is interesting as an abstract question, but becomes a real conundrum if, say, you're terribly ill and have little to lose yourself. See what he's doing? He is, this is under Brandenburg jurisprudence, which governs whether or not you're trying to incite. This mofo should get locked up. If you're, let me, if, let me repeat the second tweet because I, sometimes I interrupt myself and then I want to kick my own ass. It's interesting as an abstract question, but becomes a real conundrum if, say, you're terminally ill and have little to lose yourself, but know that it could save many women's lives in the future. Simon Gwynn with a Ukraine flag. What I wouldn't give for five minutes alone with this son of a gun, right? Just to talk. He's saying it's interesting as an abstract question. He thinks by saying abstract question that his open enticement of any crazy leftists 
the, the, the other term for anarcho-tyranny is called bio-Leninism. I, I've just started hearing it. It's associated with the alt-right. So if, if it includes something that I have never openly embraced, then, then whatever. But it seems like a better term than anarcho-tyranny to me. And I, I, I have to vet it more. But bio-Leninism seems to be happening when this mofo says, huh, as an abstract question, any crazy leftists out there, all the blue-haired freaks, mentally incompetent. So many leftists have been driven out of their mind with serious, habitual mortal sin. Oh, sodomy. These people are so disgusting and vile that they're not just same-sex attracted. That's a whole other matter. But they engage in sodomy. Do you know how insane you have to be to engage in that? Do you know what it does to your soul? Okay, so it becomes a real conundrum. He's trying to abstractly tippy-toe around. He's pussyfooting around the question. If, say, let's say you're terminally ill, which is what the left does. It plays on terminally ill people to get other political operatives on the right assassinated. And have little to lose yourself, but, but it could, on the other hand, it could save many women's lives in the future. If some clinically insane, probably sodomite leftist with blue hair would assassinate Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. Now, Michael Knowles, a friend of this show, made a, a funny tweet, not about the, the crazy leftists, but about the right-wingers who are going to be out there saying, what if the shoe was on the other foot? What if the He goes, the, <laughs> Knowles, tweeted yesterday, the media's downplay of yesterday's assassination attempt against Brett Kavanaugh after weeks, years actually, of Democrats encouraging the physical intimidation of conservative lawmakers and even judges really got me thinking, could you imagine if the situation were reversed? And he's joking because this is what cucks say. And that, then to follow up, just he's like, he finished that tweet and he wanted people to know, like, I'm not one of these conservatives that just says, what if the shoe were on the other foot? Because that presumes something idiotic. I'll tell you what in a second. He follows up with, like, comma, you know. Dumb conservatives say, what if the shoe was on the other foot? Because they're dumb. That's like saying after uh, an airstrike by your enemy, you're like, well, what if we did that to them? Yeah. But they, they strike. They strike while the iron's hot the other side. That's the difference between them and us. They actually go Roman when they go to war. And the left is at war with you and I. They're at war with you and I. So he's saying, what if the, what if the situation were reversed? Well, it never would be. One, the right is too cowardly to do anything. And I'm not saying that they should do assassination attempts, because obviously they shouldn't. That violates our moral law. But we're not even willing to fight back to defend ourselves and our families. Let me read you some life news, some more articles that were all gathered. There's like six articles on life news that were gathered together, collocated. And they're actually, every one of them is good. I'm going to read you some more to show you that most conservatives, most Christians aren't even willing to defend themselves and their family. I'm not talking, no matter how evil a leftist is, we're never allowed to do minority report. We're never allowed to, you know, do what they do and start insinuating, oh, we should kill opposing ideological Supreme Court justices. We're not allowed to do that. Yes, I know, even though they stand for killing babies. You gotta wait for the wicked witch of the West, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, to croak of her own accord. Gotta let that dry old hag die on her own. That's how it works. It's wrong to take human life. And the only exemption for this is non-innocent human life as they're in the act of hurting you. Principle of double effect. Right? You can't even go kill someone in revenge. God said, vengeance is mine. Can't even do that. Even if you witnessed a unjust murder of your father. You can't even go avenge him. Now, the only time a private citizen can take life is in defense of self or others under a clear and present threat of severe bodily harm or death to self or others. And if the threat stops and they turn their back, the attacker, you got to say, okay, they're walking away. 
It's the same in Catholic moral theology as it is in the law, the so-called affirmative defense of self-defense of uh, defense of self or others. We get it all from, from Roman Catholicism. That's why it's the same in American law. That's why it makes sense. Someone breaks in your house and they turn their back and they're walking toward the door and they think better of it. You can't, you can't blast them just because they're in your house. That would vi- You could go to hell for that. You can blast them if they're advancing on you or your wife or your kids. Can't even blast them just because they're getting away with your favorite stereo or whatever. It's a bummer, but that's how God wrote the laws, the moral laws of the universe and the positive law. So if you're ever in that situation, my house was broken into in sixth grade when I was in it, by the way. In the safest city in the country, Plano, Texas, I was in it. It was a bright summer morning at about 11 a.m. I was playing Super Nintendo Mario Kart. Me and my older brother were home alone. My mom was shopping at Costco with my little brother. My dad was at work. Me and my older brother were there, and a dude broke into our house. Uh, It's a good story. I'll tell you sometime. But the point is, if he saw us, he was like half blind, illegal immigrant. Not Not very gifted. But if he saw us and kept advancing, and one of us had a gun, then you can blast. If he sees you and runs, you can't blast. So the point is, why am I talking about all this? Well, what's perfectly fair is for citizens to own arms, bear arms, legally. Everyone should have a CCW and should be carrying. Everyone should be carrying in all legal ways, in all legal areas. You got to have the CCW, unless you're in a constitutional carry state. Find out your state's gun laws, but you should be carrying at all times, okay? Because not only is abortion activist activist, why is Life News calling him an act? Abortion terrorist charged with attempted or threat murder, threatened murder upon Justice Kavanaugh. I'm not clear which, which it actually is. But they are threatening to blockade the Supreme Court when Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health comes out. They, it would have been a giant FU to the leftists for all of the Supreme Court justices to get together and be like, let's release this in late May. Break precedent. It usually comes out, our, our panel of cases, our register of cases come out in June. Let's do it the day after they leaked that opinion. And they're protect. I guarantee you, this is straight from my head to your ears, they know who the leaker was. They're going to protect the identity of the leaker from May. Won't be an issue going forward. Won't be prosecuted. Because they're protected by America, by the tyrannical federal government, which is run by the Luciferian left. That's why you shouldn't say, what if the shoe's on the other foot? Well, I don't want to be a a tyrannical, overarching nanny government. We would never play this way. All I want is southern states to go their own direction, right? Republic-sized countries. States are capitalized in the Constitution for a reason. So the shoe would never be on the other foot. We're fighting against evil people. When uh, Al- uh, Alexandria Cortez says, hey, we should give all our money to poor people, and then that knight shows up to a ball in a $50,000 ball gown, you say, what? That's, that's, that's a contradiction. It's not a contradiction. That's a flex of power. The flex of power is showing, I say one thing, I do the other. It's fun to do sometimes. I have a book out in August, maybe you've heard of it, called... Don't go to college. Well, I spent over a decade of my life in college. It's fun to do. It's fun to throw that back at the left. So it's a flex. It's not an unwitting act of hypocrisy. Get out of town, man. When people know when they're doing that flex, it's funny when people, like, with your book, they're like, well, Tim, do you remember that you went to college? Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that you actually went to college? Um, So let me... Look, the media left, the reason you're not hearing about this in two and a half days, because the the media wants the left to kill so-called right-wing Supreme Court justices. Now, Alito and Justice Thomas are legitimate right-wingers. The other three in this five-person majority are not. Roberts isn't even probably 
a centrist. He's a far leftist in my book. But you have two conservatives on the court. They'll say a, a six-person conservative majority. That's nonsense. You got Justice Thomas and Justice Alito, two of the noblest men in our, in our vile, continent-sized, leviathan government. Two of my favorites. And the left hates them more than anyone, but, but they, they know that they're, they know and respect them as actual right-wingers. Who they really hate are the centrists that sometimes side with the right. Like, like Trump's three appointees. Roberts, I don't even know. There's a ton of stuff we could say about Justice Roberts, C.J. Roberts. But they really, they really don't like, although they have to respect, Justice Thomas, right? Call him all sorts of racist names. The left is the most racist. They hate a black guy that, that uses his own mind. They hate a black guy that uses his own justice. They say the, the, the rudest, most hurtful things. And of course he doesn't care. But you, you have to understand how you have to understand how the how vile these people are. Well, they kill babies. And they're threatening to kill justices who will make it illegal to kill babies. For over a month, now I'm reading from another life site, uh, Life News article, lifenews.com. Also good. Life, life site news is good, but life news is good too. For over a month, the liberal media have been cheering on the liberal extremists who doxed the home addresses of all the conservative Supreme Court justices and marched on their home to intimidate them after a leaked decision, draft decision to overturn Roe versus Wade went public. This shared animus and calls to action have culminated in an attempted assassination, I knew they called it an attempt somewhere, of Justice Brett Kavanaugh Wednesday morning. So it's worth a look back at some of those who were fine with tossing away civility. Again, sorry guys, you need that addictional choices here. It's not tossed away civility. Tossed away civility is when you start talking coarse and you start calling the other side names. When you start saying, here's this justice's address. We need them killed. We need crazy people or terminally ill leftists, unhappy, ailing Atheist, terminally ill, blue-haired, you know, pimple-faced, white, freakishly pale, freak leftists to go kill them, you are colluding with would-be assassins. Because you don't know their name does not get you off the hook. What Chuck Schumer did, threatening two Supreme Court justices, he should be in prison, locked up with the key thrown away. Now, he's not going to be because we live under a tyranny. We live under a tyranny. So I'm not saying what if the shoe's on the other foot. It, it's not. They hold the reins of power, and they're not going to change. They'll throw you in prison for defending your own property. Like that uh, lawyer in Kansas City who defended his own property from BLM. And they were trying to throw, lock him up. It's anarcho-tyranny. Early last month, senior editor for law and policy Imani Gandhi appeared on CNN Newsroom on the afternoon of May 3rd, and declared, direct quote, I hope there will be a national uprising, but I'm concerned that the stomach for that isn't there. All right, this probably wouldn't pass Brandenburg jurisprudence, is this, which is the, the, the governing Supreme Court, black letter law, a case called Brandenburg, on whether or not, what are the elements of incitement? I would say, I'm not going to go through all the elements, but this probably doesn't meet it because it's not imminent and it's not sufficiently specific, right? I hope there will be some national uprising, but I'm concerned the stomach isn't there. Still, gravely immoral. But this is more like wishing, opining, puffing. That only got a hmm from Victor Blackwell at the time. A few days later, on May the 9th, Laura Jarrett, the host CNN's Early start, host of CNN's early start, they left out a word. And the daughter of former Obama advisor Valerie Jarrett was on CNN's New Day, where she and host John Avalon examined those who put Kavanaugh's house in their sights. Avalon said, The real questions and conversations today about protests outside Supreme Court justices' houses, particularly Justice Kavanaugh. Where do you think that line is? And Jarrett said, I think... For a lot of people, a conversation about civility feels like it misses the mark when constitutional rights that you believed you had for over 50 years are about to be overturned. Hmm. 
Um, I think this is still just opining, right? I don't think this violates Brandenburg jurisprudence. I think I don't think this is incitement. I think this is just radical Luciferian women running their mouths, um, you know, wanting to be more specific and to engage in actual incitement, but but not quite meeting the mark. Okay, this is a blocked wish. Fortunately. The wannabe assassin never got close enough to test how on the mark he could be thanks to the U.S. Marshals who intercepted him near the residence. What an unfortunate use of words for Jarrett. This is the Life News article. Next up, the Life News examines the ladies of The View on May the 10th who were very... I thought, it, I thought the uh, draft opinion leak was later in May. I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, seven weeks, who are very enthusiastic about having people know where the conservative justices live and waiting for them to come out. Now, this is where you're, get, you're creeping closer to Brandenburg's definition of incitement. Uh, one, of, one of those uh, dumbass women on The View said, but it also shows Alita what it feels like to lose your freedom of choice, to, to have him not be able to get to his house. He cannot leave the house easily. So maybe that's a good lesson for them. All right? There's all kinds of ways that a good prosecutor could say, this is, this is um, codified language. Still backward pointing, so it still wouldn't be incitement. But definitely in a more violent way, celebrating that something might have happened. Backward looking, not incitement here. This is Joy Bihar declared to roaming, roaring applause from the radical liberal audience. The only one to pump the brakes was self-described Republican guest host Alyssa Farah Griffin, who showed a call-to-arms declaration from Democratic Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And boy, Lori, we don't talk about Lori Lightfoot too often on this show, but what, what a blue flame special, right? Looks like a freak in the face, is evil, Luciferian, that just, like the book of Sirach says, when, when, in, when a woman turns truly evil, it makes her appearance like a bear. She's like a thin, kind of thin bear, you know? Really evil. One thing I would mention, the language and rhetoric matters, she said. This is fair, Griffin. Or however you say all of her names. I don't care. Griffin was also concerned about things going too far, and co-host Whoopi Goldberg seemed to suggest that meant things would be even. Griffin said, I worry I, it could begin to look like intimidation when it's at someone's doorstep. I'm someone, and then uh, Whoopi Goldberg always interrupts. She interrupts. The sentence Griffin was saying was, I'm someone, who's going to say more? It's so funny, Goldberg cuts in. So does, so does what Alito wrote. So does what Alito wrote. Looks the same way to me. It looks like intimidation. Alito writing on the 14th Amendment jurisprudence and, and, you know, adjudicating that Roe ostensibly was an overreach, which it is. Well, Whoopi Goldberg says that this looks the same to her. It looks like intimidation. And yeah, it's the same kind of thing. So it's She's insinuating that this would be fair to do violence against Alito. So, again, that's backward pointing, so it can't actually be incitement, if I have my elemental analysis correct. I'm pretty sure I do. Uh, it's backward pointing, but it looks like celebration of, of uh, hypothetical violence in the past against Alito. So they're getting closer and closer and closer, these instances, to actual Brandenburg incitement. Last month, May the 19th, bitter comedian Samantha B. Uh, angrily shouted, quote, pardon me, but in my civilest way possible, my humbly request that you beep the beep off. I guess, I guess F the F off. Uh, it does, that's, that's fine. Um, how dare Republicans demand civility that's as fine. they strip away our civil rights? Well, I mean, I, I thought she said something really vile. I'm forgetting. Oh, no, she, she does. She went on to demand that Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine and conservative, not conservative, and Justice Amy Comey, Coney Barrett should be unable to feel safe in their homes. Now, this is future-oriented. It's a bit more specific. And 
um, you're, you're really running foul of actual incitement. If, if we still lived in a republic, which we haven't since, you know, the end of the Civil War. But this is what she said. When Susan Collins gets a sidewalk full of bubble letter chalk, she is not the victim. When Amy Coney Barrett's tacky-ass McMansion is visited by a pack of roaming handmaids, I'm not sure what that is, she is not the victim. The real victims in this atrocity of a court decision will be the people who live in the more than 20 states that would ban abortion after Roe's overturned. So she's saying that a pack of roaming handmaids, uh, assuming that they're, they're assailants, who would hurt Amy Coney Barrett at her tacky-ass McMansion, she's, she's suggesting this, right? Now, it's probably not specific enough to be actual incitement, but we're getting there. We're getting more of the elements as we move through these instances. Let's not forget how way back in 2020, we had CNN's Chris Fredo Cuomo, we call him Fredo, uh, the article did, who has since been fired for lying to the company, <laughs> for, for funny reasons too, seriously argue that protests did not have to be peaceful. He said, and please show me where it says that protesters are supposed to be polite and peaceful. He sneered at naysayers. So here we are with a liberal media that rejects peaceful protests and promotes the targeting of justices at their home and an attempted assassin arrested. So, I mean, we're, we're getting real close to, I want to just read a little bit from this final Life News article in this smattering of articles that, that get emailed to me. Abortion activists plan to blockade the Supreme Court, stop justices from overturning Roe. The Epic Times uncovered more details this week about radical abortion activists' plans to blockade the U.S. Supreme Court building on June the 13th. Now, I was going to do a show two days ago on Wednesday, the day of the attempted assassination against Kavanaugh, the, the insurrection, which I'd like to close talking about in a second. There was supposed to be potentially Dobbs versus Jackson released, published, published. It wasn't because I think they keep pushing it back because these are mostly old cowards on the bench. They're going to they're gonna be pretty apologetic for overturning Roe if that's what they do. We're worried that the more that this thing drags on, the more their cowardice might kick in and they might change the draft opinion. So they should have released it on June the 8th or whatever it was. June the 13th is when this planned blockade is for. I'm not sure if we're going to get the published opinion before then. Threats and violence against the court and pro-life advocates have increased since news broke in May about a leaked draft ruling that shows the justices overturning Roe v. Wade. And apologies for the redundant introductory language. Authorities expect more violence than the when the court releases its final ruling on the Mississippi abortion case Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health later this month. Life News reported last week about the leftist pro-abortion group Shut Down D.C., which plans to blockade the streets around the Supreme Court building June 13th in an attempt to shut it down. Direct quote from the group's website says this, On June 13, one of the Supreme Court's 2022 decision days, that's the next one that could be it. We're not sure if Dobbs will be in the smattering of decisions that comes out that day, just as we weren't sure on June the 8th, two days ago. I was waiting for it. I was going to tweet on it, but I figure they're going to kick it back. They're being cowardly. Um, one, uh, so on June the 13th, one of the Supreme Court's 2022 decision days, we plan to blockade the streets around the Supreme Court to rise up for the transformative change that our communities need, the group's website states. Now, they know enough not to actually incite, but, you know, th what you need to do is get the FBI out there and, I mean, if we lived in a republic, this isn't going to happen. Say, no, you don't have the right to do this walk right through them and, and not allow them to uh, prevent the Supreme Court from convening. This week, the Epic Times published more details about the plan based on footage it attained from a shutdown DC meeting online. Uh, reach pro-life people worldwide. Reach. Reach. You know, mobsters say touch. That guy can be touched. That guy can be reached. Advertise. Oh, sorry. I'm reading something wrong, sorry. But, but to say that guy can be touched or that guy can be reached, is uh, this is a bad coincidence. That's uh, mobster talk for, yeah, we can, we can get to that guy. We can kill him. 
Discussion at the meeting suggests abortion activists plan to hold a sit-in to block the three vehicle entrances to the Supreme Court building in an attempt to prevent the justices and court staff from entering and releasing the abortion ruling the news outlet found. Quote, goal is to create a decision dilemma presenting the court, Congress, and law enforcement with three unacceptable options, the group wrote on a presentation at the meeting, according to the report. The group said it wants to escalate the crisis by forcing police to remove them or the government to meet their demands. The report continues. Yeah. Remove them forcibly. Here's more from the Epic Times. Protesters in the shutdown D.C. meeting also suggested that their actions might not be constitutionally protected. Quote, we may talk about some action ideas that stretch the bounds of constitutionally protected speech, said one activist on the video call. They know with this, they know that, that they have a, a tailwind, right? Summer of 2020 proved it to them. BLM talked about blowing up the whole country. BLM were pulling shop owners out of their stores, setting their stores on fire, and clubbing them with sticks, and in most cases being let go because the leftist insurrectionists run the country. And all the state and local offices which would decide, or many of the state and local offices which would decide whether or not someone gets prosecuted. Uh, so there can be people on any big call who might not have great intentions. So there is something that you might not want seen on Fox News or any of the conservative news channels. You might not want to say it on this call, she said. Obviously, they're working in the background. About 60 people participated in the online meeting from several activist groups, including Showing Up for Racial Justice, D.C., Rainforest Action Network, and SCOTUS 6, which is affiliated with Ruth Sent Us, according to the report. Ruth Sent Us is also planning more violence against churches and churchgoers in the coming weeks, by the way, from, from what I've seen, um, if I'm remembering correctly. The Supreme Court has not yet issued a final ruling on the abortion case, but the, House, the, the Department of Homeland Security released a report mid-May warning that radical abortion activists plan to burn down or storm the Supreme Court building and murder justices and their law clerks if the court overturns Roe v. Wade. The report indicates these pro-abortion extremists also plan to target churches and other places of worship with violence and vandalism. So, protect yourself under all, you know, of applicable uh, moral philosophy and moral theology under the principle of double effect. I hope everyone, um, every, every household father out there that listens to this um, carries legally and is, you know, trained up and safety trained and, and marksman trained. And, you know, this means carry everywhere where it's legal to carry. And then you, your family will be fine because of a few, uh, you know, blue-haired freaks who come into your church. If, if they want to up the ante, then, then you're prepared for it, right? That's, that's the point. Everyone protect their family. Yes, they're scumbags. We, we you know, never strike offensively because the principles of warfare don't actually apply yet, but do protect yourself and your family. This means you ought to be caring. Get your CCW or whatever the equivalent is in your state and carry wherever you go. It's very, very important because of this. You, you have the clear threats from the other side. Uh, so if, if it's legal in your state to carry at church, that's probably the main place you need to, if it's legal. And I, I, as far as I know, it is in most states where it's, it's, uh, you have fully legal constitutional protection. Ruth Senta's group hinted at targeting Supreme Court Justice Barrett's children and church. So they're going after her children. They're going to try to kill, it sounds like, her children. This story just broke. And they're going to go to her church. So if you go to, do, you, do they know what parish it is? If you attend the church, or you're anywhere in, is it Maryland, where uh, Amy Coney Barrett goes to church, go to that church. They said on their Twitter, if you're in the D.C. metro area, join us. Our protests at Barrett's home moved the needle to this coverage, the group said on their Twitter account. 
Um, they specifically noted the Barrett's family daily schedule and the school her children attend. They wrote, false, false church, um, sorry, is a people of praise stronghold. She sends her seven kids to a people of praise school that she sat on at the board of directors. She said she attends church daily. So they're, yeah. So now the, the big picture is this, this that's incitement. Okay. She's saying daily. It's in the present, stretching into the future, and they're saying daily. That's incitement. Don't expect these people to be investigated or arrested. Right? The, the enemy runs, the friendlies run all of the positions, the investigatory, uh, uh, you know, top cop positions and, and top prosecutor positions that would be requisite to do anything. And we don't, we don't hold those. Americans, patriots, even centrists, for those of you who are still in love with centrism, the, the, the most vile of all positions, right? And, and you should know that now. But So I'm not saying, oh, why aren't they being locked up? Because they, they play to win, okay? So they're not going to be locked up. I'm just telling you, carry legally, protect your family. If you, if you go to particularly one of these East Coast churches in the D.C. area, then definitely... Make sure everything's legal in your locality, in your state, but, but carry to church. Make sure you're practiced up and defend self and others if, if this situation arises where serious bodily harm or death is imminent. And don't expect, the big takeaway principle is not to expect the government to do it for you. I know you have a lot of brainwash on the left and the right, particularly with the, the post-liberals out there on the right, that are pushing nanny government, nanny state government to do this for you. They're not going to protect you. If you're a Christian, if you're conservative, if you're a white person, they hate you. If you're Christian, conservative, white, they hate you. And, and you know, they want you uh, dead or on their side. So don't expect, for heaven's sakes, help. Now, it doesn't mean you can go vigilante. That that's violates moral philosophy, moral theology, and the law. Don't do that. But definitely be prepared every time you set foot out your door, particularly in the D.C. area, to be able to handle any contingency that should be, arise, right? In a legal and moral way. And this means carry even if you, if you have a CCW and you don't carry, carry legally, if you're going to carry. But if you have one and you don't always carry, start carrying. Okay? If you can do so legally. Now, uh, abortion activist. I don't know why Life News is calling this abortion activist. I don't understand some of the editorial decisions, even at these right-wing outfits. Abortion terrorists. They say activists. I say terrorists. Firebomb. Pr firebomb. Pro-life pregnancy center. Third bombing in three weeks. Okay? They will not be prosecuted. The only folks that will be prosecuted from this cadre are the ones that they can't avoid prosecuting. And they can avoid most of them. Look at what happened with BLM two summers ago. When the terrorists were running around, hitting people, killing people, setting arson to whole cities, and they were calling them activists and protesters, just like they're going to do to the abortion terrorists. So don't get caught sitting on your hands. Just be prepared. Be ready. It's not time to worry yet. But if you have a CCW, you need to be caring. Particularly when you go to church, as long as it's legal in your, your area. Okay? You got to act morally. You got to act lawfully. But know that acting morally and lawfully does not mean that you don't protect yourself. It means you do protect yourself. The best citizens protect themselves and others under moral and legal situation. But the point is, the big point, it does come back to you don't live in a republic. Republics can't be the size of a continent. Every political theorist from Aristotle's day to ours, up to Montesquieu, agreed about that. This is the proof. It's bio-Leninism. It's anarcho-tyranny. The left uses crazy 
I mean, who dyes their hair blue or purple, right? Mentally insane people who all tend left, 90% of them tend left. They, I mean, look at, look at um, the BLM summer again. Two of those three guys in whose ass uh, Kyle Rittenhouse pilled shells, right? They were like recently escaped or let go from mental institutes. So the violinism thing's a real deal. It's the Joker, Joker phenomenon. That's what I'm going to start calling it. The left uses crazies. And the country's filled with them because they've been driven out of their minds by grave mortal sin, habitually attained, and drugs, the psychotropic drug craze. Big Pharma has gotten everyone hit, hooked. They're all crazies. They're all angry about abortion. They're going to be really angry in a week or two. We're going to be real. We're going to have lots of these discussions in a week or two, assuming that they don't cop out the five, majority of five in the Dobbs case. And you're going to see. You're going to see. I don't know if it'll be the same as the BLM summer. It could be worse. Maybe it won't be. But they're going to pull some crazy stuff. So, yeah, defend yourself if, if something, if some situation arises. Handle it. Be a man. Be prepared. That's part of being a man, particularly when you go to church. But it probably won't in your midst for, for 8 out of 10 of you. But here's what applies to 10 out of 10 of you. Get the hell out of your blue state. Get to a red state. That's just the first step. Get where I am or somewhere near me. Mississippi, Alabama. Georgia's a whole other question. Florida. I guess Texas. You guys are all here in Texas, but Texas is going to be purple in a couple election cycles. Get to a blood red state like Mississippi or Alabama. That's what I say because it's already a done deal. Okay, one more thing. Buy Ask Your Husband from timothyjgordon.com. Buy The Case for Patriarchy from Amazon. That's how you can help the show. Support the show more directly by becoming a Patreon patron. Go to Timothy J. Gordon and all levels of patron will be welcome to join the book club, starting the first day of summer, summer book club, reading Father Elijah. Even $5 patrons will join up weekly. It'll be June the 21st, which is not a Friday, and then every Friday thereafter until we lick this book. Um, I, haven't, I haven't mapped it out yet, but it'll be you know a good chunk of the summer, uh, if not the entire summer, to read through that together. And it's really fun. It works. We're finishing up our Windswept House reading group the next couple weeks. And it's going to be good times. So become a patron today. Also, if you have an extra 5 or $10 after all that, after you bought both Steph's book and my book and you become a patron, then please, I've implored you several times. My godson has leukemia. It was just diagnosed about a week ago. Please, would you go to the Theo Curvers GoFundMe page? Do we have that graphic? Go to Help Theo Curvers beat leukemia. You guys have been so generous. You always are. So generous. Thank you. Not trying to be redundant, but they're, they're, they're not even halfway to their fundraising goal yet. And I know they, they need some help. Um, I'm not sure what all the costs go to, but even cost of living expenses. Being paid down reduces stress that much when you have a sick kid. Steph and I know. Not from cancer kid, but from Abby's youth. It really helps eradicate any worry because worry is cumulative. Anxiety is cumulative. So if you get rid of, you know, A, then you don't, and you're not able to get rid of worries B, C, and D. Well, it's still, it's all a bucket. Drops of worry. If you are able to get rid of some of that by helping someone, by easing a financial burden, then God bless you. And thank you all very much, Parish Orphans and Retrogrades. I hope today's show was really clear. Always act morally and lawfully. Just know that defending yourself and others is moral and lawful, and getting to a state that might eventually secede is definitely moral and lawful. God wills it. Deus Volt. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb.